All right, y'all, we are back. This is episode 67. We have moved past that other number because we didn't like that last week um, or two weeks ago. Lord have mercy. It's hard to keep up. Y'all are going to hear me pressing my button to turn up the volume because I want to make sure you can hear Kiana. But welcome back to episode 67 of Bitches Love Brunch. You welcome know who back, this guys. is. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. Mm-hmm. More money, more problems. More money, more problems. <laughs> not over here, though. Not right now. Not, <laughs> not yet. So, it. I'll take all of that. Thank you. Yes. What's going on with you? What's been What's been popping? Well, hey, guys. Did you tell them that they know who it is? I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, girl everything is everything i'm good i am enjoying myself today i am resting on some self-care days and pto that i've taken off so i'm doing swell today doing very swell today how are you doing i'm good uh yeah nothing nothing really out of the ordinary um let me start by saying, you know, Keanu and I said we were going to do this one a little differently, just slightly. Like, we we still have a topic for you guys, but we just kind of going with it, you know? We tend to get in that space, especially when we recap and do our check-ins and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's where we're, where we're at. I feel like we often remind folks, like, this was built and based off of our phone conversations as friends. Um so y'all really get a glimpse into our lives. Like this is this is this is what it be looking like. Um, when you said that, it made me think of um, like we're just gonna roll with it. I watched Clueless last night, and I was like, "Rolling with, with the, the homies." homies. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh oh, oh, okay, sorry. Um, but how am I doing? I'm I'm good. You know, nothing. Nothing really outstanding, like, you know, really standing out for me right yeah. now. Other than I want people to, like, I really wish people would um, take coronavirus seriously. I was going to say, believe that we're in a global pandemic. I literally was about to say that, Courtney. <laughs> like. I felt it coming, sis. I'm just like, and I think what's also frustrating is to see the people some within my age group that are like posting things like wear masks, we're still in a global pandemic, but yeah. then their next post is like them hanging out with a group of people at restaurants. And, and I'm not saying that you can't do those things. Like I literally went to a restaurant myself today, one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I have not been outside of my family, which my immediate family is six people alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So outside of that, I have not seen a group of friends since March 7th, 8th, whatever. My birthday weekend. That yeah. day was. And I'm just like, how are you talking about wear masks, but then you're doing these things in the next post? Like you are part of the problem. 
The hypocrisy is the real. The hypocrisy of it all. Yeah. I, um, well, speaking of that, I guess I can share a little bit of what I've done today. So this morning, okay, so let me just back up. I spent a few days in Atlanta. You know, I was there visiting my family. And then my mom had like a 4th of July small get together. And I'll share it with you guys that mm-hmm. my family is pretty big. So even our small gatherings are not small gatherings. But she truly did only invite maybe three or four people. But from a large family, they bring three or four people, which means that it's a party now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm literally walking through my mom's backyard everywhere with the mask on. Like, I'm over there. I'm, <laughs> y'all, by the, like, that evening, that was the last day that I was in Atlanta, too. Once I realized that all these people had passed through, I was like, yeah, it's time for me to go home because I can't care about y'all more than I care about myself, and I can't make y'all care more about y'all selves than I care about me, too. Right. So I was just like, you know what, let me excuse myself. And then this morning, you know, now being back in Nashville, I had to wait until the Meharry drive to clinic opened up again. They're only open Monday, Wednesdays. I think that, yeah, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. And so I went to the Meharry drive through clinic just to get myself tested. The responsible thing, you know, when I get back, just know your status, know your status, know your status, guys. Um, and that's in all things. <laughs> all things that's what I was child, you took me back to the HIV AIDS movement like know your status know your status and so um I was just driving through today to get the COVID to get the coronavirus test and Courtney one of the things that I can say is that this is just it's not a shameless plug yes this is before our tips but to drive through an all-black medical school, all them black mm-hmm. doctors outside in the heat, 90-plus degrees in Nashville, suited and booted up just to swab my nose, I was so kind, so gracious to every last one of them. I don't know how, but I want to volunteer at some point, bring them some lunch, bring them just something like, Courtney, all-black doctors, I've never seen that that a collective of that many black doctors before mm-hmm, all together mm-hmm. at work. It's one thing to see black doctors dispersed amongst a hospital. Like there's a black doctor over here. There's a black doctor over there. There may right. be a black doctor here, but to see all of them mm-hmm. that were black, I'm just like, yo, y'all doing the work. I love y'all. And then keep in mind that though, that there are those people who are on the front line doing the work yes. because y'all want to be out here Acting yes. a fool. Yes. Acting a plum fool. We got a, um, you know how you get the Amber Alert notifications? Yeah. We got an alert on our phone in Columbus today talking about the spike in COVID cases. And I'm like, if what y'all it, were considered level three, you said what? What did it say? Let me see if it'll, um, if that notification is still... Mm, you cleared it? I cleared it. Oh, okay. no, it's still there. Franklin County is experiencing a very high exposure spread of COVID-19 at a public health advisory level three. Wearing masks is one of the best ways to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Please wear your mask. And then it had this link. Like... There's no masks in the house. That's the best way. I know, I believe it was our, I believe our mayor said that once we reopen, like, you can't walk it back. 
But I'm like, you can't. Why can't you? And you y'all said y'all was going to this 40 acres in a mule. Y'all walk that back. Y'all said y'all was going to let them kids out of them cages. Y'all walk that shit back. Trump said he was going to show us his taxes. He walked walk that, that back. shit back. Like, what do you mean you can't walk that back? You absolutely can't. Shut this shit. Like, as long as things are open, people are going to go. As long as I've seen Michael Jackson do the fucking moonwalk, I know anybody can walk something back. Something. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just about anything. Like, it doesn't Don't make... Don't on us and say it's raining. It doesn't make any sense. You're not going to do that to me. You're not going to do that to me. Um, So that's where I'm at. That's the space that I've been in. Like, for the most part, I've been good. But I have really been frustrated. And one of my friends from OU posted, and I think she was... Um, you probably saw this as well. She was probably trying not to have to post it. But she shared how she's lost three people... In the matter of two months due to COVID. Like, yeah. y'all, this is this is real. And it just feels very selfish. And and I, I also think it's very ironic because you see a group of people, black people that are participating, like you look at Atlanta, are participating where it's just like, you know what it means and you know what it feels like to be on the end of selfishness. You know what I mean? Like, we have lived that experience. So, like, why can't y'all make a sacrifice and sit your ass down? Right. Because while you think it's fine, where it's just like, I'm up, I'm doing my own thing, but then you have yourself and those people that go back to their families that then have to go back to A, B, and C. Like, it's all a chain reaction, so... That's my rant for the day. That's me being on my soapbox for a little bit. And I ain't ashamed about it because y'all are out here acting foolish. I'm going to grab your hand, sis, to help you down. It's all right. Mm-mm. I, I'm, I ain't got to come down. I'm all right. <laughs> you look better in the light anyway. Your medicine looks good in the sun. <laughs> I am A-OK right here on this soapbox because somebody got to say it to y'all. Listen, Courtney, I just... There is... There's an, uh, there's just such a high level of delusion in the world. I knew that y'all was already delusional. But this confirms that a lot of y'all are living in a lot of false realities. Mm-hmm. And it's really helpful if y'all would just log off of social media. Because if you would log off of social media, then you would feel like you're left out or that you have to impress other people. Don't nobody know what you got going on. Can't nobody see you if you ain't showing yourself. So just sit in the house. Get off of social media. Go pick up a book. I'm trying to tell y'all. There's so many words out there that y'all don't know. There's so many languages out there that y'all don't know. There's just so many other things that you don't know. And you're spending a lot of time knowing that everybody ain't doing shit, too. So just go find something out that you don't know. How about that? There's so many options. How about that? There's so (laughs) many options right now, like... And I remember, like, at the beginning of all of this, you know, me being an advocate of, because, you know, everybody was saying, like, if you don't come out of this with a business or you don't come out, which is like, you don't have to put that pressure on folks. You do whatever you need to do in this time. But because y'all out here acting foolish, then, yes, you do need to be sitting your ass down and coming out of this with a business because apparently you don't know how to act. Like, And the business can strictly just be yours and not like an actual business. Exactly, but just minding your business. Mm-hmm, whatever like that. that is in your house. Because mm-hmm, that's your business. Because that's your business. 
like so, like that. Okay? And, and if y'all wanted to be out here with no mask on and us not judging you, you wouldn't be putting it out for the world to know your business. Your business. Now I got to make it my business to say something to you. Now Courtney up here swinging her feet on top of the soapbox. Hell yeah, and they gonna stay there. <laughs> but we shall move on. <laughs> we digress. <clears throat> we shall move on. Um, so that's what's going on with us. Uh, last week on episode 66, we talked about relationships. Mm. It was, um, I thought it was a good conversation. We talked about how we define dying to a relationship. Okay. As well as you said, okay, like, yep, that's it. You right. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as how to give and receive and communicate, giving and receiving constructive criticism with your partner, significant other spouse, whatever you want to call them. Um, and that was based off of a post made by Will Catlett of him and his wife having that conversation. Um which I thought I thought it was I thought it was a good topic. Like I thought, like we need more of that to be able to be open to have those conversations, especially in this setting, because it gives you an opportunity to explore yourself, not in the moment, and think yeah. about how you might respond if you ever find yourself, you know, which in a relationship, nine times out of ten you will, you know, find yourself in that type of situation, like. You should be able to have those conversations with your significant other and receive feedback and know how you might respond to that and why. Yeah. So um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. What about you? I enjoyed it a lot, too. It forced me to do, you know, not forced me, it aligned me to do some more shadow work on my end, you know when discovering what can come out during those type of conversations and as we continue to go and grow in our own relationships outside, you know, have having those conversations. It's just, it's funny to see how they transpire in real life because it's one thing to talk about things and there's another thing to see them in practice. So they're very different in theory and practice. Mm-hmm. So kind of random. Actually, I'll wait until we pass the mimosa, but I have a I have a question for you. Um Okay, yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> this, where you going, this this how we be on the phone too. That's it. My bad. Cause no, I was thinking about this question I wanna ask you, but I wanna wait until we start to transition to the conversation piece and not get ahead of ourselves. Um okay. So, passing the mimosa, are you drinking anything today? Just a little agua. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the skin right. All right. Well, I'm drinking water and my um my cider ale, you know, my my go-to, my staple. Um What you got for us on the affirmation side? The affirmation today is, I affirm that my creativity is boundless. I was created for a time like this to share my gifts into the world. Amen. Yep. What's what's that you used to say in church? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. So, yeah, that was 
affirmation I chose. It has nothing to do with the conversation I think we're going to have, but it's, a good, it's <laughs> good to be affirmed in that. Yes, it's good to be affirmed in that. Because yeah. we do all need to know, like, we are all creatives in some way. Right. I think when people think creative, they think of a painter or a stylist. You know what I mean? Like, we're all a creative. Yeah, we are. We come. We are a creation. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have to be creatives. That is a byproduct of how we were made. We come from a creator. Mm-hmm. So... In some ways, everybody contributes their own piece, their own gift into the world. And hopefully, you're blessed to find out what that is so that you can create more of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I have a question. Um, As we were sitting here. This is the question you were holding on to. Yeah, and it's really not that deep. But what's, what's something you've learned about yourself or a particular situation in the last week? Ooh. Um, you know, actually, I have been doing, like I said, a lot of shadow work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just really trying to work on some of the parts of myself that aren't always so forward-facing, the things that I don't naturally speak about, the things that I try to hide about myself, just trying to reconcile with those pieces of me. And so one of the things that I've learned in doing some of my shadow work amongst this week is that um, I, I am very impatient. I am very, very impatient. And I think that my impatience stems from a lack of control. Me feeling like I have a lack of control. Therefore, I move hastily when I don't feel like I have control. And so I, I think that that's interesting because I can look at that as a deficit in some areas, but then I can also see that to work in my benefit in others. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, I guess... I've always known that I um, liked control, but I did not know that I was impatient because of it. Mm. Yeah. That's that's what's up. I'm always... <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm serious. A hell of a, I don't even know what kind of reply I would want, but I wasn't expecting. That's what's up. It is because, I mean, maybe not the impatience piece, but I, I relate to that because I've I say that I'm impatient all the time and I used to pray for patience, Mm. Um, but I stopped because God started testing me in ways that I didn't want to be tested and not that I can control that either. Um, But it would be like, I was thinking more so along the lines of like, I get impatient in traffic and I'd be Mm. like, God, just grant me patience, like work with me, give me patience. And that will show up in my love life. And I was like, well, God, I didn't necessarily mean that. Like, I just meant, you know, temper my spirit when I'm sitting in traffic so I don't get so frustrated. Not, yeah, but it don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So when I say that's what's up, it wasn't like, oh, good, you're impatient. But being able to be aware enough and connect 
like why you're impatient and how you see that showing up I think that is what's up like it's it's not easy for people to like I think we talk about these things so freely but Mm -hmm. we have to remember like this is not common like I think that's one of the reasons why people like the show (laughs) you know what I mean like we we talking about stuff that and about ourselves that people aren't always ready to talk about for themselves because people are quick to point things out for others like well she did this he did that he could have been better at this so on and so forth pause right it's not about them you know what i mean it's people here you said what i'm saying like it's two people here you just focus right. on one right. side of the story and even if it's from like you could be disconnected from the situation altogether but you know how people are speculating putting their opinions on things and judging things where it's like okay and right Right. Like, I'm sure you got some work to do, too. So, I guess I'm throwing that question right back at you, sis. Mm-hmm. What, what have I learned in this past week, either about myself or um, just in general? Um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily just learned this, but it was affirmed and I was able to articulate it. Um, for myself and that is sometimes your story or sometimes the the battle isn't for you mm-hmm. so you may experience the battle but the impact may benefit somebody else yeah and um, I was reminded of that because things kind of came full circle I think I shared on the podcast last week about me sharing with my CEO and my boss, the CFO, that um, I felt like a token at work and being on leadership team. And I explained to them why. And I was like, this is what I experienced. It was very haphazardly, you know, y'all running around here like a bull in a china shop. And there was an opportunity for a colleague of mine to come on to leadership team. And but because I spoke up and I said something about my experience, it doesn't change what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they approached inviting him onto leadership team very differently and they were very intentional because of what I shared yeah. and I think a lot of times people get caught up in well what do I get out of this Right. and my whole and I was sharing this with my boss today my whole mission is about how do I tell my story so that it can change the path or the impact for somebody else? Amen. Because it's not about me. And I really don't want it to be about me because I'm good. Right. I know I'm blessed. I know I'm covered. I know God will take care of me. Um, but there are people who feel voiceless. Yeah. There are people who don't feel heard. There are people that don't feel seen. And there are some people where it's just like, you know, they have something to say, but they just don't know how to say it yet. Or that, you know, that representation isn't there. And, you know, this is unbeknownst to my colleague. Like, he may never know that he got the treatment that he got because of what I said. I don't care. Exactly. I have, like, I don't need, I don't need him to know that. Right. Them saying, them doing that was enough for me to be like, you got it. You heard mm-hmm. it. That's what I needed to know. And that's what I needed to see happen. Yeah. And as long as there's long-term change behavior, then it's all good here. I've done my job. 
So um, that was that was my like I said, maybe not new lesson, but reminder of like every battle ain't for you. I really, I, I am of the mind that I don't think any of this is for us. I really don't. I think everything that we have is supposed to be given away. Yeah, yeah. But there are and some it, things, there are some things where it's just like, closed mouths don't get fed, right? Like, if you don't, if you don't advocate for yourself, you won't be able to advocate for anybody else. Right. So there may be a couple battles that are for you. <laughs> <laughs> they're all assigned to you, but they're not for you. I could take it either way. Like, I could take it, like, I think some are for you. Like, because you got to push through that, too, because not everybody's going, this ain't to toot my own horn, but there's not always a me. And I say that, like, even knowing, like, from an HR standpoint, I'm not your traditional HR person. Like, there's not always going to be a me. That's a fact. Who, who... I almost, <laughs> almost quoted a random movie. But I was like, I don't think that, I don't think that it's works. It's about to come out low. I don't know if you should let this one rip. I I'm not. Know. So I'm going to move forward. But whatever the case, like, there's not always going to be somebody there to advocate in your corner. So there are going to be some situations that are for you. But I, I, I hear what you're saying in that, like, all of this, all of what we do ain't for us. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, you know, when we take it beyond our own context, you know, we are small, small beings in the grand scheme of life. And there's so many of us that impact the world in so mm-hmm. many different ways. But one of the things that she said, it, re- it made me think of this sermon I was listening to with uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. He said something, and I tweeted about it. He said, you may not know the origin, but you know the evidence. Always. Yeah, I remember um, that. And so even if those people don't know that it was you who spoke up for you, for yourself in order to, you know, plant the seed of their current experience, they don't know the origin, but they know the evidence because they know mm-hmm. it don't always feel that way. Exactly. They know it doesn't always, they know that traditionally this wouldn't happen in that manner and that somebody behind them sacrificed some comfort of themselves or some fight of themselves or some extra energy to make sure that what their experience is 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 the reality that they're experiencing. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that if you are cognizant enough, that's when you are grateful. That's when you switch to the gratitude and knowing that you're in a position that somebody else helped you, you know, to carve, to carve that space for that. For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we keep going. And that's how we keep opening up doors. That's it. That's how we keep growing. That's how we keep, you know, changing or impacting the culture. We don't got to change the culture. We are the culture. Yeah. And, and that'll change naturally. Because of us just being who we are, who we were yes. created to be. Us being intentional about who we are. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Good observation, too, for yourself. Thank you. You're welcome, girl. I was about to be like, I know. I I know you was. That's so unnecessary. But when I think of stuff like that, I don't think there's nothing wrong with even responding that way. It makes me think of Issa Rae's acceptance speech that that she made that mocked her favorite rappers. And she ended it like, um, entrepreneur till I die. (laughs) I deserve this (laughs) vibe. 
Yes. But there is a certain level of confidence and not just confidence, but overconfidence that I think that we deserve space to to celebrate in because we've been so pushed down for so long. I was actually talking to one of our friends about this recently um, and he was asking the question like what can men do to support you know black women what what can we do and I said y'all have suppressed us for so long we, we're not asking for equality now you need to elevate us mm-hmm. and I was like and then eventually it will go to equality but we're, we've been down for it's, we've been down so long we've been asking for equality and y'all haven't given it to us mm-hmm. so y'all are gonna have to elevate us now yeah. And he was like, no, because I think that, you know, we're all equal. And I was like, that's the problem. You think, and therefore we're not. Mm. So so prove it to me and show that, show me at some point you have to put us, you have to elevate us to prove it. Right. To we us. can't be theoretically equal. Exactly. Like you say that, but there are things that are done in your daily life that come in conflict with that. So that means that there's a mental shift because your shift mentally, you're thinking that you're giving it equality. You're, you're subpar. So right. mentally, you need to work on putting us on pedestals. Then maybe that will at least reach the line of equality. Right. Exactly. It's like <laughs> shooting for the moon, and maybe we'll fall amongst the stars. Maybe. Maybe. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So we started to kind of get there anyway in terms of like lessons we've learned in the past week which is what I was kind of hoping would happen and why I asked the question that we why I asked but um to kind of navigate us to the topic that you brought about faith yeah I fleeting, can't faith. The, fleeting faith I was like I can't remember the rest of it it's that's crazy because I can remember the conversation that happened a week ago but I couldn't remember what you had just told me 20 minutes ago it's fine moving on we're going to talk about fleeting faith. Um, tell me about it. Well, I, I posted, I reposted um, a post today that said to add a little, like, let me, let me just get the, let me mm-hmm. quote it. Get the receipt. Verbatim, because listen, I don't yeah. all types of quotes, lyrics, all of those things. But it says, put some action behind that faith, sis. Mm-hmm. And it made me just think of, you know, where we are in the context of what's going on and just how we can, there there are certain moments, because like I said, we are ebbing and flowing. And I know, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, but there's certain moments where I'm just like, I have hope for these things or I have faith in these things, but do I really? You know, at some point I start to see that my faith is fleeting. I start to think that those promises that I believe God for, are they really mine? You know, mm-hmm. am I really, am I ever going to get there? Because sometimes you, not sometimes, oftentimes you're rerouted. Things don't look like how you thought that they would. And so then your faith starts to, to diminish. And I think that, you know, this year, all of us really had our eyes set on what, it could look like and it is not looking like that and uh, in a lot of different facets in a lot of different areas of our lives and I think that um there there's a journey to get back to being hopeful you know I, I don't 
I feel like I said it ebbs and flows, but I know this feeling is reoccurring. And so I just wanted to talk about what some of those practices are and how, you know, what happens when your faith starts to wither and you, you don't think that, you know, what you pray for is ever going to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's, you know, that's the similar conversation. Uh, if we, if we frame it in the, in the self care talk, right. It's the, it's the self doubt, you know, it's the <laughs> doubting it's the, in some cases, um, cause I don't necessarily think doubting and, and lack of confidence are the same thing. I think they can be, but, um, so it could show up differently. Right. Um, but it's that doubt where it's just like, and we've all been there. Right. And I think we, we will continue to be there. Like, I know that God is faithful. I know that he can do all things, but in your mind, when you're thinking about those little things and those little things that apply to you, like, Oh, I really want this job. Mm-hmm. you're like you're forgetting that grand statement that you just made like God can do all things but then in the same breath you're and you don't even realize that you're like dang am I even qualified for this am I gonna get yeah. this like how am I showing up like what are they gonna think and da, 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 da. like yeah really those two can't and shouldn't live in the same space but once once you get that aligned, once you get the larger scale perspective of God can do all things, and I know that he's faithful. Child, I was concerned for a second. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that rumbling. It sounded like thunder. You got to be careful in Nashville. We had tornadoes. I didn't. No, I didn't hear a thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Like, <laughs> but, and I say this because this has been my experience, but when I align you know, I know God is faithful. I know he's going to take care of me with I also know I'm going to get this job or I also know, you know what I mean? Like those day to day things I will never forget. And I can't remember if I shared this before, but I will never forget. In 2014, I was I was frustrated and wanted to leave my job like I needed a new car. I wanted a new place to live. I was also frustrated with work. Um, and I remember being like, in 2015, I'm either going to get a new job, new car, new place, or I'm going to get all three. I remember this. And in May of 2015, I got a new place. Mm-hmm. In November of 2015, I got a new job. Mm-hmm. And then that following January 2016, I got a new car. Mm-hmm. And this isn't to brag, but it was just like, this is what happens when you don't just believe in this grand, like this theoretical yeah. <laughs> idea when you have this faith on this grand scale, but you have this faith on this everyday yep. scale where it's just like, I know I'm capable of getting these things. It may not be this job, but I am going to get a new job. Right. And it's right. going to be better than where I'm at now. I may not get the perfect car. I may not get my dream car, but I'm going to have better than what I have right now. Um, And I may not get a house. Yeah. But I'm not going to be in this place anymore. And so like thinking about, I mean, and we could talk about small things like 
I know I got this bill coming or I'm supposed to get a repair on my car. It's going to, I'm claiming that it's going to only going to cost me 200 instead of 2000, you know, because I think that he's just that faithful on an everyday scale. Um, but let's like, (laughs) we would be foolish to think that you still don't have fleeting faith. Like you still forget sometimes. Yeah, you you do. You do forget a lot of time. One of the things that what you said, it made me think of when you said that those forget what it was, but it made me think of this, that faith and fear can't be mm-hmm. in the same space. Or they can't exist in the same space. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. Those two things can't exist in the same space. And kind of like what you said, like, I know it's like that that certainty like I I trust you so much that I'm certain that you're going to show up for me and I think one of the things that helps me to not only am I certain even when I'm doubting sometimes I have to go back and look at all of what God has done before yep. Yep. and it's like if you've done this then you can do it again and then on top of that you exceed everything you do more abundantly Mm-hmm. So, if you've done this before, you're going to do it again, and you're going to do it more abundantly. And I have to rest in that, and I have to be okay with that. And I think that one of the things that makes it hard, because I remember, man, do I remember the season when I was praying for this job that I have now, or I was praying for this opportunity, and it was it was a pruning season. Mm-hmm. It felt like everything in me was just like getting sucked out of me, like twist, turn, like I'm breaking all of these things in you. And it really took, mm, I see something full circle just happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really took me to understand why I was called to that fight and called to that challenge and to face it with dignity and to face it. I know you heard that. I did. I did. <laughs> I know you heard it. It's getting popping over here. I thought I was going to the lake tonight. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just, that was, those were my training wheels. Even though I felt like it was hell that I was going through, you know, I just, I remember what it took in the prayers and the people that it took for me to get out of that space. And then I think of where I'm at right now and it's light work compared to the work that he gave me before because he was faithful then. He's going to be faithful now. And I've seen him do it over and over again. And it's still the, I've been telling one of our friends or I've been telling people lately, like trust the patterns, trust the cycles because things keep reoccurring and, the only thing that really changes in life is you. You are the constant. And if it reoccurs, are you getting better every time that it comes back around? And that was my point about some battles are just for you. That yeah. battle wasn't about nobody else because you conquered that in that moment. And that's making things 10 times easier for what you may face in the future and what you're facing right now. So much so that you're seeing results. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, things are changing and it may yeah. not have been in that particular situation, but because you faced that particular situation, you were better equipped to handle where you're at now. And it applies to all things. I think of where I was physically 
then and and now to mm-hmm. get to those different places, you're in a different space. That the the running still feels the same, but I'm recovering different. I'm attacking it different. Absolutely. My endurance is different. You know, the the strides are longer. The miles are getting deeper. Um, so it the heels don't seem as intimidating. Yeah, and so it. It just applies to all things. You can't just adopt it in one space. Kind of like when you were saying, you know, you were looking for patience. You wanted patience in the car, but you didn't want patience in your relationship. When it starts to affect one area of your life, it affects all areas. But it takes you to switch that lens, mm-hmm. that perspective. It does. And it also, the other thing that I will say, you said something that made me think, think about this, too, is... Um, you know, people like to get wrapped up in like, you know, what God is going to do. He's faithful. He God is going to work it out. All you have to do is pray. And I know we say it all the time and it can feel so cliche, but faith without works is dead, right? Because we yeah. also have to remind ourselves not only what God did and what he's done in the past, but also what we did. Yeah. Because if we don't work, like God, God is... God is a miraculous God, right? I was going to say, we don't eat, we don't grind, we don't shine. Right. Like, he can do anything. Yeah. But he needs us to meet him halfway. Not even halfway a lot of times. He'd be like, I just need you to show up. A mustard seed. A mustard seed. I just need you to show up. Um, Do you know how small a mustard seed is? Bruh. Just show up. But you can't, you can't be twiddling your thumbs. You can't just sit in the corner and twiddle your thumbs and be like, God, please work this out. God, please work this out. Like, that's like saying, God, I want a new job. I want a new job. I know you're going to bless me with a new job, but then you never apply for anything. Yeah. Yep. Like, how does that work? You're absolutely you right. You know, that's a, a very loose comparison because I know people get jobs through networking all the time. But, you know what I mean? Like, you got to make that step. Yeah. You got to make some level of effort. But I do also believe that a lot of times when we're not making that effort, that's also where we're in that space of fleeting faith. Mm. Um, because when, when you're doubting... Mm when you're doubting, you don't necessarily have that motivation to go out and do the work. Like, why am I going to do any work? Because I don't believe it's going to happen anyway. And I think that that speaks to why people say the idle mind is the devil's playground. Because mm-hmm. if you are working towards something, and and, and we you kind of talked about that, like y'all bored, so y'all going on here and trying to affect everybody. But if you're not working towards something, and it doesn't have to be a business, you don't have to produce money yep. every time. Get out of this crazy capitalistic mindset. You can you you can go and develop yourself. You can go and develop a kid, a dog, yep. a playground, a a picnic. Like go do something, but. I think that when you're mo- when you're overthinking, I remember I was having a conversation the other night, like last week, and somebody was asking me something, and I got quiet. And his response was, "See, there you go, overthinking. Just let it, just let it." Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to let it be, and you can't. Sometimes you just have to do and let God do the rest. 
And I think that's that control thing that we talked about. I think sometimes we sit back and we procrastinate because we want to find or try to control all these different areas, fine tune these things so that, what do we like to call, waiting for the perfect moment. We're trying to curate the perfect moment. And there's no such thing as that. You just have to do. You just have to go. You, you just, just have, have to, to go. Yep. Ooh, who am I talking to? I feel like I'm talking to myself. I don't like it. <laughs> leap. Leap where? How far am I dropping? You're asking too many questions. You is, asking, it out of is it cold? What am I wearing? Now, if, if, if you rolling with man, ask all them questions. I need to know. But if God is like, leap, just jump. I can't lie to y'all. Sometimes I be questioning God. I be like, but who gonna, are you going to catch me? Or is the Holy Spirit or Jesus? Who should I be waiting at the bottom? Who, who's going to be there? Anyway. And then that's when you find yourselves in situations where he then has to push you. <gasps> he got to close doors because you so busy trying to focus or find an open door, but you're not closing the ones behind you. Who you talking to like that, Courtney? I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> But that's 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 part of it too. Like he, he, I feel like there are several times when he's like, "This is what you need to do. This is yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. This is what you need to do." Yeah. And you like, okay, I hear you, guy. But and then like, but where's my open window? Where's my open door? Like, I keep telling you what you need to do. Yeah. You so worried about the open one, you can't close the other one. Ooh, well, you can't be in two doorways at the same time. You and Dominique gonna stop. You and I feel like Dominique was on my ass last night and now I feel like you are my ass today. I'm triggered, y'all. That I need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, Dom, y'all shout out to Dominique from 4 to 9. Shout 4 to 9. Shout for the um, 4 to 9. She, she was talking to me and she was like, so what uh, What you want me to do with that be? I mean, like, you gonna listen to the advice or, I mean, like, you can't run from it. You can't. You ooh. cannot. Ooh, you cannot. Um, but that's part of it too. That's, that's what I mean because you can't deny the signs you that you prayed for <laughs> like you you've been asking for it when I say you I'm speaking in general terms I've been there too like you've been asking for it like God just show me God just show me and you're like well I'm gonna do this maybe he really, that's not really what he's really saying you know that reminds me of I saw this you I saw this thing and I, I believe it. So you, you asking for a sign is the sign. Is the sign. <laughs> you saying that you need a sign is the sign. And I think that there's this, again, that lack of confidence, that lack of people, and not a people, I can just say me, me wanting to bet on myself. Like, mm. put all your chips in, sis. Give right. yourself... Throw all the money on you. If there's anything anybody should be willing to bet on, you should be able to bet on you. Yeah. All, all money in. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Because he's going to catch you every time. Every time. Every time. So what are some things 
that you wish you would have had more faith for? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. You might need to give me a minute to think about that. Things that I wish I would have had more faith. Come back to that. For um, I think I could I could do this one. I think um, my impact because mm-hmm. and God has God has tested my patience in that as well. Um, because that's what I live for, like. I'm not doing anything if it doesn't have an impact. Facts. Like, I'm not doing anything for one-time efforts. I tell my boss all the time, like, I know that there's a game to be played. I don't play it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not my space. Like, I'm for real, authentic change. Um, yeah. And so, that that is something that I think I spent a season in of knowing that my impact will come. Yeah. Understanding that my impact will come. It just may not be immediate um, or as quickly as we would like it to be. Because I never think that it's going to be immediate. But there have definitely been some situations where I felt like, you know, I gave feedback and I'm like, you didn't hear me? Like... I said what I said. Like I said this some time ago, yada, 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 where it's just like, it takes people time. And timing is is everything. Because even if they would have changed it then, who's to say it would have been genuine? Who's to say that they really would have been authentic? Who's to say that it would have been received well? Um, So things click when they're supposed to. Yeah, so do. so I definitely think I spent a season of um, wishing I had more faith in knowing that my impact will come when it absolutely needs to. But that doesn't mean I wait to say right. anything. Get like, ready. You, so right, that you when still it do the work. You still do right. the work so that the impact will eventually come. Right. It's because it's those small steps every day. It's that consistency that builds up to that great, that greatest moment of impact. Mm-hmm. And, and those collective moments of impact are just small moments over time. It's not just one thing that you're going to do that's going to have the biggest impact. It's going to be everything that you've done every day over the course of your yeah. life. That's your impact. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's, and it's those small interactions. It's those hellos and thank yous. It's those... I appreciate you. It it is the that's the impact. That's how and that's why I show up the way that I do every single day. Like yep. I'm a I'm a vocal person. I'm a direct person. Um, you ju- you just gonna get it straight from me. If I'm not if I'm not sharing something with you, if I'm not giving an opinion about something, I wouldn't say be concerned, but just know that I don't care. I don't care that much. But the things that I care about, like I'm showing up for every single day. Um, it's exhausting. Yeah. It is not for the faint of heart by any means, but I know that that's part of my life's work. So. Hope you that, Courtney. What about you? Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Mine is, I wish that I have greater faith in my influence. Um, I think that 
I'm very impactful and I see the impacts that I make on a daily basis. I think I'm, I'm blessed to, you know, work in education where you literally see the impacts even moment to moment in conversations from application getting green lit to uh-huh. somebody taking a tour, somebody not even deciding to go to my institution, but maybe deciding to help them on a program. Now they just know what program they want to study. Like that's huge. Um, so I feel, I know my impact, but I think I struggle with accepting the magnitude of the influence behind the ways that I impact. Mm. Because I'm the person who, like I always tell people, like I got a podcast for a reason. I don't want my face out there, <laughs> you know? And so that influence is scary to me um, because I believe the greatest influencer of all is Jesus. And I never want to, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's people get drunk off power all the time. I just think that there's this crazy amount of influence that humans really think that they have. And sometimes you can, but none is greater than that type of influence. You know right. what I mean? Like, I just, I don't want to ever use my my influence for for wrong and then the same way that you, you say that you tell your boss, like, I'm for real authentic change. I'm genuine. I'm a really genuine person. I'm as authentic as I ch- I can try to be within the spaces that I occupy, you know, and influence really, really scares me. And I, and I pray to God a lot, you know, just to help me embrace the influence that comes with the impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. And I think not that you uh, needed me to do this, but it was something that you said that I felt like I needed to clarify for myself was not having it's not it wasn't about not having faith in my impact. It was more so the timing of my impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Like, I know I'm impactful. Like you said, like, I, I know those things mm-hmm. happen. I know that they take place. But again, going back to my patients or like thereof, mm-hmm. it is the timing of my impacts. Like, um, and you know, we are we operate in the culture and society of instant gratification, right? Yep. And that's that's where I be want my instant gratification. It's not with a car or you know what I mean. It's just like I want to see this impact right now because right. I know I can bring it. I know I'm just that good, but. Yeah. It'll be here tomorrow, right? <laughs> so, um, but that's good. And it, I think um, that that was interesting, that that was influence was your piece because I think a lot of times people think influence and impact are the same. Yeah. Are the same thing. And I don't. Words mean things. Words mean things. And I think they can be interchangeable sometimes, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's why there are two different words. <laughs> I don't think that they're synonyms, <laughs> like, um, in the dictionary. You can so. have an impact on somebody and not influence them to go right. beyond that, that impact right. in, that, in that moment. Right. So, I'm with you. Well, that um, that was a good that was a good conversation today. Combos uh, are always good, Court. You right, girl. You right. I know. So <laughs> I don't I don't have anything else to add to that conversation about um fleeting faith. Well maybe I do have one question just to wrap us up. Like 
what okay. do you what do you do to bring back that faith to reinstill that faith for yourself mm. I like to quiet myself um, whether that be through prayer and meditation or whether that be through very limited interaction with certain energies where I know that only these energies will help to realign me with where I need to go in my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I really get really sensitive around, around about who I'm talking to and what I'm listening to and, and what I'm around so I can make sure I'm feeding, getting back into alignment because it doesn't just happen overnight. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it takes time. And so I just try to become really intentional and I try to make sure that I quiet myself so that I'm cognizant of when God is talking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's important so that I can see the signs. So, because he's always talking to us all day long, all day long. And it really might not be listening. Yeah. You might not be listening. You might not be, you might be looking over everything. Yeah. And so I think in those moments, that's when I try to, you know, connect as deep and as hard as I can with him and with other people that I know. God really, because God speaks through all of us, but just Mm -hmm. the people I know that he's assigned to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that I, something that you said earlier, one, um, I remind myself of what he's done mm-hmm. to know like it's going to be taken care of whatever he's going to do. Um, yeah. Another thing that I do as well though is I like to go to the back of the Bible and if I'm experiencing something um, you know they have the different topics in there so I try to search that and find scripture about whatever particular topic that I'm struggling with. And sometimes it is faith. So, um, <clears throat> but sometimes it's not just this idea of faith is specific. You know what I mean? Maybe it's temptation or maybe it's, um, you know, about approaching a new job or something like that. And, you know, depending on what, what Bible you have, they have those topics in the back where you can go and find several several scriptures that will apply to that topic. And so that's something that I do because I often, I often don't necessarily have the words and God created this, um, what I like to call manual, um, for a reason. This is, you know, this is the blueprint. This is what we are supposed to lean on. We're supposed to lean on his word. And so I really, really try to use it as a tool when I'm in those spaces of that fleeting faith where it's just like, okay, what is it that I'm really struggling with? Um, and where do I need to go to find this? Because again, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. You could go to anything, but there's only one source that I want to go to. And so I'm always grounded, grounded back in that. So that's what I do. Um, but I think somebody done brought in some food in my house because it's smelling like some fried chicken. So we're going to wrap this show up. Let's do it because I've been thinking about, I literally was like, okay, so when I hang up, I'm about to go get some. Yeah, I need, I need a little snack. Well, let's wrap it up then. I got some, th- I got um, some stuff on the docket. Okay. You want to start with tips? What you got? Yeah, girl. I just put up a tip and lost it that quick. Here we go. So my tip of the week is going out to a couple the couple, actually, I, and let me just say this. I found this on advocate.com. 
The couple name is Juan and G. Smalls. They are two husbands that on that are on a mission to change how small businesses give back to their community. So five years ago, these husbands and entrepreneurs opened a Virgil's Gullah Kitchen and Bar located in College Park um, in Atlanta, Georgia. So I wanted to give these men a tip because they also have a nonprofit called the Gentleman's Foundation, which provides mentorship and support for GBTQ and same gender loving men. Um, and Juan and G, who were the first black gay couple to appear on HGTV's House Hunters, also Ooh. started a YouTube series called Love Works. So they're just doing a lot of the things out in the community, really showcasing what black love can look like in many different forms and facets, what entrepreneurship looks like in the heart of the black, one of the black methods, and also just going out and trying to help other black men, the Gentlemen's Foundation, the nonprofit that they have. I just salute that because black men right now, and all of us, we need we need people to pour into us, but specifically black men need black men to pour into them, especially yeah. in other in groups of black men who often sit on the intersection of two minorities as well. So I yeah. just really think that that's important. And I'm glad that this beautiful couple is doing the work and shedding so much light for others to eat and nourish themselves and then to foster hopefully and prayerfully strong relationships with black men amongst and inside of themselves so that they can go out and be great into the world. So we salute you and I'm giving you a 70% tip this week. Awesome. That's really dope. I am. Um, I've been over here trying to search the name. So fellow Bobcat, I think I've given her a tip before, but I wanted to give her one again. I know her personal Instagram name, but I can't find, you know who I'm talking about. Um, she's a therapist. We've, we've shared her stuff before. But I cannot oh, yeah, find her yeah. therapist page. Um, I have. I can. I can look for it. Go ahead. Yeah, I was trying to search it on our uh, on the podcast page. But anyway, I want to give a seventy uh, percent tip to her name on Instagram is Red Cross Chris, and that is Chris K R Y S. Um, last Friday, she did a live, and when I tell you, she is. Um, She's always been a dope person to me because she's just always been authentically herself, um, which I think I loved about her so much, especially in our college years, because you truly felt like she didn't give no Fs about, you know, being herself. And and you don't always see that, especially at that age. But um, as a therapist, she's just become even doper in um, just her approach, like, I, I wish she could be my therapist. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Hopefully my therapist doesn't hear that. But um, she's just so dope. And so last Friday she did a live and it was just a conversation. She has been, um, her and her partner, her boyfriend have been together, I believe, for 11 years. And oh, wow. so she did a conversation essentially just about, you know, about relationships. But it was in this authentic and therapeutic way where people were you know able to ask questions and just and just pick her brain and it wasn't like 
when I say therapeutic, it wasn't, um, it didn't feel structured. It just yeah. felt like, dang, I needed this and did not even know it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and especially coming from somebody who is not in a relationship, but she also did it with the lens of like any relationship because people were talking, I think somebody asked a question about boundaries, but they were talking about boundaries with their child. And mm-hmm. so, and they have a child together as well. So, um, it was just a really dope live. I wish I would have um, gone back to listen to it, and I hope that she continues to do them because I just I just think she's so awesome. And it's um, like you know how people just be talking about oh they were dropping gems, da, 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 da. but sometimes it feels very forced. Like no, this is just somebody who has lived, who has experience, and they know what they're talking about in their field. Um, right. So shout out to Chris. Much love to page. you, Bob. Bobcat. Oh, what's the therapist page? It's called This Therapist Says. This Therapist Says. I was like, I know it's something. This Therapist Says. So, um, shout out to her. Like I said, I hope she continues to do it. And if you don't follow her, I highly recommend that you do. And if you are in the Cleveland area and looking for a therapist, reach out to her. Nice. And if she's booked, uh, I'm sure she can refer you to another dope person. So. Yes, I love it. I love um, the nuggets that I do get to catch on her page and, you know, try to share them on our pages because it is like, I'm just so here for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, do you have any brunch spots? So... I or chefs don't have a brunch spot, but I think I do have a chef. Okay. Um, or I'm in the process of finding a chef. Okay, so I have a chef that everybody can follow. Her name is at Inspired with a Twist. Um, she is an amateur food photographer and a home cook. And she puts a Caribbean spin on the foods that she makes. She's also Dominican. So, shout out to all our Dominican listeners. Um, So, yeah, her page is pretty phenomenal. We'll add those details to the show. Um, Details. I'm always here for a Caribbean flair. Like, I just have fallen in love with a variety of spices and flavors. I'm not a saucy kind of person, but I do like spices. So I, I, I do love that. So anything that somebody can add, especially a Caribbean flavor to, I'm always here for. So I'm going to indulge in her page, hopefully post some recipes on our page soon from her. Mm-hmm. And you guys go show her some love as well. Um. Okay. I'm, I'm here for all the spices, all the sauces. I am a saucy <laughs> person. All the sauce. You're like the person who orders, what is it called? Extra, make it extra wet? Oh, absolutely. I want all my wings extra wet. When, I'm eating wings. <laughs> when you are eating, um, when I am wings. eating wings. Yes. Um, so I have a brunch spot. I think I've mentioned it before, but I had not actually gone there. So today I went to lunch with um, my boss. And I took her to a Black-owned restaurant. It is in Dublin, and it's called Hen Quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I tell you she saw the menu and she was like, this 
this was before she even knew that it was black owned. She was like, this looks so good. And I was like, perfect. I've never been. You've never been. Let's go. Um, I had now it wasn't brunch, but they do have brunch. Matter of fact, they have a bottomless brunch. Um, But I had a kale salad with goat cheese ricotta and a salmon, a piece of salmon on top. When I tell you back to sauces, because that's how good that uh, ricotta goat cheese was. It was almost like a sauce like that could have been my dressing. If I could have bottled that up and brought that home. Baby. Wow. It was so good. The salmon was uh, cooked perfectly. Nice and juicy on the inside with some really crispy, well done edges. Seasoned with spices just right. We had fried okra. I don't eat tomatoes, but she, my boss, got um, fried green tomatoes that are topped with um, a crab salad. Ooh. And then on the bottom, there was like this little sauce, which I meant to ask her what it was. When I tell you she had planned on just having, it's like, it's an appetizer and it comes with three. And she planned on just having one and taking the rest of her husband when sis ate two. (laughs) She took one to her husband. (laughs) That was so sweet, girl. So, um, so oh shout God. out to Hencorder in Dublin. If you don't know, that's a suburb outside of uh, outside of Columbus. Food was bomb. Black owned. Can't wait to check it out for brunch um, and try their mimosas. So, I just I know that I'm not supposed to go anywhere, but I know I really want to come to Columbus, and it just is killing me. It's don't killing come here, sis. Not us at a level three. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I've already canceled my trip to Ohio. Oh, All right, right. I ain't going. Yeah, I'm not no, going. It's you. just, it's, you hear that, guys? You can want to go somewhere and not do it. And not ain't do that it. crazy? Ain't that crazy that you can want something and it not happen? And still not do it. I feel like it happens all the time, but. It does. It's a humbling moment. It is. Um, so. I don't know if I ever check, checked um, to see if House, House of Japan survived the first shutdown. See if they oh, you should check. Did you ever check? Have you heard? I didn't, but you should check. I should, y'all. Because I know the hibachi goes and whatnot are open. I don't think the one though with your egg yolk sauce. I don't think that that's back open. Well, you know they have two locations. Not. I'm not talking about House of Japan. Oh, you the one that I haven't been to, the one you were telling me about. Right, but they, they have. Didn't survive? I don't. I don't know if they didn't survive, but I know that they haven't been open. My hibachi ghost spot has been open. They have the same. They have the same no good. You know, I would say yummy. I mean, granted, I would say yum yum sauce if I have to, but I, I prefer egg yolk sauce. Heart attack, heart attack on the plate. But neither here nor there. You all have heard enough about that before. Black um, people eat so many slave delectables. Talk about some heart attack. That's true. That's true. But it just looks like. The next time you get it, you have to take a picture of because I need no, folks to understand. No, that's my business. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need folks to understand what egg yolk sauce is. Google it. Google it. The Google word. You know what? You're right. And maybe I'll share it. You know what? That is dead wrong, Courtney. That is, you know what? Anyway, I'm going to share the social media handle so that we can get on out of here because Courtney wants to eat and I would like to eat as well. Um, you have any yeah. last things before I share the handles? Absolutely not. Move on. All right. 
So you can find us on Instagram at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. We're on a Facebook group. It's called Bitches Love Brunch. If you are listening, you've made it to the end. We love you. We thank you. If you're listening to us, follow us on whatever platform streaming platforms that you're using that can be on soundcloud itunes um google play we're on all the things so find a share friend tell a friend to tell a friend and we'll be back we'll be back thanks for a good episode y'all we out bye